What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Somebody's Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Kendra. And we're so happy to be back today. You know, we took a little break last week. We did. <laughs> it was much needed, okay? Yes, we've been on the go. And we're really good about consistently uploading. So once in a while, we take a break. Just know we'll be right back. Right, because we don't do seasons and things like that. So we're always here. So yeah. oh, we gain nothing. Y'all yeah. had time to catch up. Exactly, because last week's Hot Topics... Go hear what we had to say about all the juicy stuff last week. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and kick into it. I'm so excited to pod today. Yes. Kendra, how was your weekend? How was your Valentine's Day? Yes. What's the so, tea? <laughs> so we have to rewind because we we skipped a week. Yes. Um, so Valentine's Day, the weekend before Valentine's Day, um, my family and I went to Palm Desert. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my parents' 45th wedding anniversary. So shout out to them. (laughs) So um, that's one of their favorite, our favorite places to go for a quick little vacay. So we went there. We got great weather. Mm -hmm. So we went to the pool. We went to brunch. Just hung out as a family. So that was really nice. Um, And my parents watched the kids while my husband and I like had our little Valentine's Day date. Nice. So we did that. And then we came back home. And I think, yeah, the kids were off that Monday. Yeah. So we kind of just chilled, hung out, and things like that. Um, and then this past weekend, um, what did I do this past weekend? You went out of town. Yes. Yeah, so I went out of town uh, for a day. Unfortunately, one of my, my best friends' um, sister passed away. So went out there to support her and then flew back in the next day. Uh, oh, I actually met up with one of my um, college roommates. Mm. Yes. I haven't seen her. I probably haven't seen her in maybe like three years because mm-hmm. I think I was pregnant with Bryson the last time I saw her. Um, and I just saw her like in passing. Like um, we hadn't seen each other in a long time. Uh, but yeah, she was like one of the first people that I met oh, wow. um, in college. So um, actually both girls that I uh, met for the, the first people that I met in college, we all went out together. Aww. So, yeah, that was nice. Um, just caught up, went out to brunch and things like that. Then I had to go to a birthday party. It was a long weekend, um, but it was a nice weekend. I got to see my best friend. She flew in for a week, hence my hair is braided. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Amber. Yes. And so, um, yeah, so I had a pretty good couple of weekends. How about yourself? Nice. So... It's she been had a busy year. <laughs> it's been it's been busy. It's been busy. Um, my husband's been out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, Valentine's Day. If you guys caught our live two weeks ago, yes, I told you guys. You heard it here first, right? When it comes to the holidays, my husband likes to buy cars, and I told you guys that on the live. Mm-hmm. And on Valentine's Day, she got a car. <laughs> We pulled up to uh, record the podcast. I'm like, is that her? Is she like, what <laughs> Listen, and I like that the car that I got, it's not a bunch of bells and whistles, but it has great fuel. Mm-hmm. It's a good runner car. Mm-hmm. Because, and know. it's still cute. Yeah, it's still cute. It's a little, little, little razzle-dazzle. A little razzle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, so that was exciting. And then my husband's been out of town working a lot, so... Mm-hmm. The pickup and the drop off. 
the pickup and the drop off. You got a new mom ride. Yeah, I got, yeah. But the pickup and drop off has been driving me crazy. Mm -hmm. And so today's topic is going to be a good one because I need these tips as well. Good, 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 good. Um, so let's go into our. Oh no, we wanted to talk about. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So a couple episodes ago, we had a conversation with ABC Conversation. So if you guys haven't heard that one yet, it was a really good episode. Yeah. So make sure you guys go back and listen or watch. I think it's like episode seventy-two, maybe. Um, but yeah, just scroll down and make sure you guys check it out. It was really good. Um, but in that conversation, we actually talked about, um, showering in the dark. Yes. And ironically, um, that same week on the Joe Budden podcast, they had a conversation about showering in the dark. Yeah. So basically I was saying, um, or the young lady who was speaking was saying that, you know, sometimes it's good to just take a five minute shower in the dark and allow yourself to relax. And I was shocked because I didn't know other people did that. <laughs> so I was like, what? Y'all shower in the dark too? Like, you know? And so um, we, Nicole took that clip and then, well, she listens to the Joe Budden podcast. Yes. So I listened to the Joe Budden podcast and that same week they were like, um, uh, what's his name? Flip, Flip said he showers in the dark. So then we put the clips together and we received so many comments and shares yes. of that video. Yes. There was so, literally so many. I was about to grab my phone and read some to you guys. But um, yeah, like. Somebody said, um, how do you see yourself? I'm like. You're really sitting there looking when, at yourself while you shower? Yeah, like if, even if you have the lights on, I'm not sitting there like. Ooh, let me, I mean, I guess you do look under your nails and stuff, but not, not like, like yeah. I can't even see my armpit. <laughs> like, what am I, you know? Yeah, you know, like, the more views that you get, you're going to start to get trolls. That's why I was like, oh, the video is really popular. Yeah, I love started, a troll. I yeah. love a troll. Once you get some trolls, you know you do something right. Yeah. So, um, we got a lot of views on that. Um, and Flip shared it. He did. Which was really nice. He did. So shout out to all of our new listeners. Yes. Um, but that was pretty funny to me because people were in the comments like, I found my tribe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a fun, um, that was a fun little moment. Yeah, that was a fun experience because just seeing everybody's reactions and then also people started sharing how they shower in the dark. Like yeah. people say, yeah, I have a little bit of wine. I light uh -huh. a candle. Right. And just yeah. Cause some people are like, well, I don't like it pitch black. And that's like me. Like I like a little candle or a uh, light from like another room just so yeah. I can see. And I'm not like using shampoo. Right. Instead of body wash or whatever. But, um, and I think that's the misconception. I think some people think it's pitch black, dark. And it's like, no, right. It's not, pitch dark and i think they're missing the sentiment behind it it's yeah. too for the purpose of relaxation like not because you're trying to like save energy or whatever something you know silly but i mean i guess some people might be yeah. saving energy but um that's not the point the point is to relax hear the sound of the water falling yeah. and just put your mind at ease which i feel like is also a good tip for what we're going to talk about today so we can segue that in later on yes but yeah we also have some mama moments. Yeah, and it's been a minute. Um, it's been a minute <laughs> since we shared a mama moment, right? But yeah, we got some good ones today. What about what's yours, Kendra? Okay, so mine actually happened today. I 
have several mama moments, but I never write them down. So I was like, let me just think of the one that happened today. Yeah. So um, today after school, I took Ken Dan to Trader Joe's because we had to pick up a couple things. And I just thought it was so hilarious that, you know, your kids kind of like pick up on your habits or he can kind of be a little bit bit of a smart Alex sometimes. (laughs) And so... He always tries to get inside of the basket, but I'm like, wait, let me clean it first, or it's too dirty. Like, you don't need to get in the basket. You're a big boy. Like, you don't need to get in the basket. So today, when we walk up to Trader Joe's, he's like, Mom, can I get in the basket? And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, you can get in the basket. He's like, wait. So he runs up to the thing. He grabs all these wipes, and he just cleaning. (laughs) And I mean, he didn't just wipe the bar handle on the top of the basket. He's wiping the whole basket down, and he's just cleaning it all fast, and he's just like, Mom, is this cleaning up? Is this cleaning up? Is this cleaning up? And I'm like, he knows his mom. Yeah, he he knows his mom. I thought it was so funny because he was cleaning like to no end, and he was like, can I get in now? And so... I put him in the basket, uh, and I thought he was going to want to sit in the back of the basket. Well, Mm. no, he wanted to sit in the front. I'm like, boy, you are too big for this. And then he was like, do you really think I'm too big? And I'm like, I I don't know. Like, let's try it. So he gets in, and then I'm cracking up because he is. He's too big, these long legs or whatever. And so I start cracking up laughing. He's very sensitive about that. He was like, oh, no, do you think people are going to laugh at me? Maybe I should get out. And I'm like, boy, you are fine. <laughs> you're like, you're already in here. Listen. Yeah, so he's looking around trying to see if anybody's laughing at him. I'm like, boy, you are fine, but... You're going to be okay. I thought that was so funny. I'm like, why are you cleaning this basket like that? I <laughs> took a video because I was like, this is hilarious, so I'll probably post it or whatever. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I can see why they want to get in that basket because it does look fun. To- mm-hmm. and I don't know. It looks like it's like a little adventure for them. And yeah. then he's like, I'm as I'm driving, not driving, but like pushing him past stuff. He's like, Oh, mom, can you get that? Get some popcorn. I'm like, This is why I don't bring you to the store. Exactly. Yeah. I retired that. I'm like, I can't. I just can't. They want everything. And then he goes, He's such a character. He starts covering his eyes. And I'm like, Why are you covering your eyes? He's like, Oh, I don't want to get distracted because. I already I want to really get some of those peanut butter cups, but I know I already have some at home, so I I don't need to look at them. <laughs> oh my, God. he's got a plan, right? That's too cute. So these kids, you just <laughs> never know. I thought I had shared this already, but I don't think I did because I shared it with you, right? What? So I'm driving in the car and um. My husband, my sorry, my son puts on his sunglasses mm-hmm. and he's like, wow, you guys, the sun is a, is in a circle. And I'm like, stop looking at the sun. You're oh, gonna you just tell me. Okay. I was like, stop looking at the sun. You're going to hurt your eyes. Uh-huh. He, I was like, the sun is going to make your eyes go blind. Stop looking at your eyes. Uh-huh. And then my son says, oh, like how dad used to be. I was like, dad was never blind. Like, he just wears glasses. He's like, yeah, but, you know, sometimes he says he can't see. Kids say the darndest things. He had just put two and two together that his dad was His dad had to be blind because he was. I was like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe he just said this. I told my husband he was cracking up. Hilarious. Kids are too much. Too funny. Too funny. Okay, so let's move into our hot topic. Oh, I'm so excited for this hot topic, okay? Okay, you can get off then. 
Okay. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I feel like over the years, it's become more and more acceptable for women to get pregnant in their later years, right? Yeah, for sure. But I feel like it's um, a 50-50. Like, either sometimes people wait till their later years mm-hmm. and then they struggle to have kids. Uh-huh. Or sometimes they wait to the later and then they have a full-blown pregnancy and it mm-hmm. goes smoothly or whatnot. Right, right, right. So, um, today it was announced that DeBrat was pregnant. Yes, yep. And I was so surprised that DeBrat was pregnant. But then Kendra and I were talking how mm-hmm. they went on the Sherry show today. Mm-hmm. You guys are watching it like a day later, but they went on the Sherry show mm-hmm. and they made good sense of why, you know, DeBrat chose to ex- have this experience, right? To carry. Right? To yeah. carry. Mm-hmm. And she basically said, and Kendra could talk about it too, but basically yeah. saying that Jessica came to the point of saying Jessica had already had three children yeah. and then she was did get pregnant at one point, but then yeah, she had a scary. serious and she had like some serious situations with her pregnancy, right? Yeah, she was she was having blood clots. Or yeah. I forgot the term that she used, but she had some type of condition yeah. to where when she was getting pregnant, it was called causing her to clot. In her lungs. Yes. And so it was very serious. Yeah. She had to have surgery, emergency surgery. Yeah. Um, lost a baby. And it was a very traumatic experience. But they learned they learned a lot through their um, experience. I watched their show as well um, last season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've talked about, like, having children and, and things like that. wanting children. Yeah, because the brat doesn't have any. She, like Nicole said, she has, Jessica has three of her own. Yeah. But um, they were trying they, to figure out how they were going to do it. Yeah. Um, if they're going to use surrogate or who was going to carry. So they had talked about before. And so the brat is like, well, I think you should carry because you didn't already did this before. Yeah. <laughs> like, you already know what to do. And Jessica was like, it doesn't work like that. Just because you've had a child doesn't mean that each pregnancy so is just going to gonna, Yeah. Each yeah. one is different. Yeah, so they had a um, an interesting conversation, but social media went in a frenzy because everybody is so shocked that Debrat was the one that was carrying the baby. Right. But I am glad that they shared um, on the Sherry show and gave a little bit more insight because it's yeah. like Google on y'all face. Like the people were being so mean yeah. in the comments and were like, you know, because traditionally she would be like the stud in the right relationship but um the brat has always had like a feminine edge to her too like she wears makeup she does her hair her nails like you know and at the end of the day she's still a woman so if she chose to carry like what's the big deal it's not the first time we've seen that exactly and like kendra was saying the brat is still very nurturing and that's what um, right that's what was saying like and you know what whenever i watch the brat especially on um I've heard Dish Nation or whatever. Uh-huh. She is like really kind and very nurturing. And like, just because someone's a stud doesn't mean they can't be loving and kind. Right. They still can be feminine. Right. You know? And so that's what she was saying. She, Jessica was saying she wanted her to be able to have that experience and to, you know, and Sherry was also saying like, you know, it's a different thing to feel a baby moving inside yeah. of you and it's a different connection and like all that. I am curious though, because. People were also saying, like, well, it ain't really going to be Jessica's baby because only one of them could get their eggs. And I'm like, 
That's a little bit too technical for me. You know what? <laughs> it's a little technical, but I think that's some of the beauty of um, how far we've advanced. Yeah, how far we've advanced. Technology. And- I have friends that are single and they're not with anyone and are considering um, caring and, you yeah, know, like uh, in vitro or. Yeah. Yeah. With a donor. Yeah. So I think just the only scary part about that is just your donor. But I saw somebody recently. Oh, there was a couple that used the, the rapper, the rapper as their donor. Oh yes, and somebody, uh, <laughs> Frito, Bang yeah, somebody gonna say that in the comments on the shade room. Like, uh, did Frito help them out or something like that? Yeah, I was like, like oh stop it, stop it. But I did like the way they went about it because they understood that there was probably gonna be some type of question. So yeah, by putting out the magazine cover and doing Sherry at the same time. They answered all the questions. Yeah, which I think was a very smooth way because nobody wants to have the stress of being bullied online while practicing. Because I'm sure, you know, to some degree it's like, okay, you know, the world sees me, the vast majority of the world sees me in this way Mm -hmm. and doesn't quite connect to me on my the, the who, feminine side. Yeah, of who I am. Like, they just see this visual mm-hmm. and don't connect to me as a person, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, and so um, there, I think their show is coming out soon, so they're going to be, like, oh. kind of, like, showing the process and, like, all that stuff. And she's pretty early. Well, not early. She's, like, almost halfway there. Yeah. It's like, 18 weeks, I think they said. So we're going to be seeing a lot of pregnant Debrat, okay? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> wait a second. She's th- she's 48. 48. Sheesh. Like, on one hand, that's obviously a blessing to get pregnant at 48. But also mm-hmm. to get pregnant at 48. That's a lot. That's a lot on your body. That's a lot on your body. Mentally. And then it's like, the hormones. you still got to raise this kid. But, I mean, they still seem... They're not that, they're not old. Right, like exactly. Like 48, as far as like just getting started is pretty up there. But, you know, they're pretty active people. And um, it'll be interesting to see if after this child, she'll be like, oh, I'll do a surrogate. I want one more, but I'll do a surrogate. Right. You know, because that's become so acceptable now. Yeah. And I, if she's 50 years old and they decide to have another one, I could understand someone saying like, yeah, it's totally understandable. Yeah, for sure. I think Judy is much younger. Oh, really? Yeah. I want to say, I don't even think she's 40 yet. Oh, really? Yeah. I think she's, I think she's much younger. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so that was pretty interesting. And then we were also talking about how it's just. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> how there's so many people pregnant right now. Yeah. So we have her and then we have Rihanna, of course. Um, she kind of like made her announcement after the Super Bowl, but we all saw it. Yeah. We all saw it right there in our faces on the Super Bowl. We all questioned it, but we all saw it. I know, right? <laughs> we all weren't sure, but. Uh huh. And then Atari. Did we ever talk about the Super Bowl? Because. No. We weren't here. I was. I just want to say for the record, I was. I love the song catalog of what she did. Yeah. But underwhelming it was underwhelming because i was ready for her to be like come on right i was like, ready to i was ready to even it. the choreography of the dancers like i was like what are y'all doing like oh and then i was mad at this 
um, when they were warming it up before she would come out, uh-huh. all the dancers were, my husband was like, look at Nicole, they're practicing the dances. Oh, no. And I was like, no, they better not be out there practicing <laughs> the dances. They're performing five minutes. And sure enough, well, that's what dancers do. I know. They're going to run like, it. They're going to run it as many times, especially if you're doing the Super Bowl. Like, you want to make sure it's perfect. So dancers, I mean, that's normal. The, ca- the camera should not have caught that, however. Like, come on, like camera that. guy. I don't like do that. that. I didn't like that. They do that. That's what dancers do. Oh. You just. I was like, no. Yeah, they're going to run it. They're going to run it as many times as they can to make sure everybody is on point. So, um, but also, I just feel like it was so underwhelming. Like, love her. Love her. Catalog was Loved she the said. stage, too. I love the yeah. stage. Catalog was amazing. We love, like, literally. Love in, her. In their jamming. But come but, on. It's the Super Bowl. And I, after last year's Super Bowl, come on. Oh, yeah. Last year's was so good. Last year's was amazing. amazing. Like, amazing. So I wish that one would have been longer. Yeah, like we didn't want it to forever. First felt like it took forever. Because we were waiting for something to pop. And then we're distracted by the belly. So we're waiting for her to do the whole Beyonce move. Yeah. Or something. Like I thought she was going to throw the jacket off and be like, meh. Yeah. Even Cardi B did that. Yeah. She rubbed her belly a little bit, but she didn't make the announcement until like completely after. Yeah. On social media, kind of just like, yeah, I'm pregnant, whatever. And it was just like. I would have liked her to reschedule. <laughs> or, like, why didn't she bring anybody else out? That yeah, would have helped. That, that would have helped. And I understand why she didn't bring anybody out. But once she found out she was pregnant, mm-hmm. like, if she would have did that whole set by herself, not pregnant, and gave it 110%, mm-hmm. then I would have been like, She's okay, also cool. not the greatest, like, performer. Yeah. But... Somebody should have came out. And I thought, for a second, I thought Kanye was coming out. Me too. If Kanye would have came out. Somebody. If Kanye would have came out, I would have lost it. I would have lost it. Even with her being underwhelming. Yeah. I would have lost it. She should have had somebody. But anyway. (laughs) um, Sorry. (laughs) Congratulations to all the mamas. One more person. She's not really like um, a huge celebrity. But if you watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta, you know she is. Um, Shamia, which is Portia Williams' best friend, she actually used the same surrogate as Candy. Candy Burris. That's cute. Yeah, and so she's kind of been documenting her um, surrogacy with her, but unfortunately, her surrogate got um, breast cancer. Oh, that's... Okay, yeah. Yeah, and so Dr. Jackie is the the doctor, and they went on um, the radio show that Shamia is on with uh, Big Tigger. I don't know if they still call him that, but um, yeah, so they were on the radio show, and they kind of like explained the whole process and everything, and with her having breast cancer, they went ahead and induced labor early. Yeah. Um for the safety of the baby and for her and so that she can start getting um, started on her um, process. Yeah, and so they asked a lot of questions. It was very insightful. Like, she's not able to, like, give her any milk because she needs to start her process right away because um, it's early Mm. and so they want to catch it. And so, uh, but um, also, she had the baby early so she had to go to the NICU 
and now she has to uh, she has to do a surgery. The baby has to have surgery because there's something blocking her um, air passage. So prayers to that family oh um, for the baby and for the surrogate. I'm just like, dang, because she she did two babies for candy. Oh, she did two. Two, babies. right? Wow. Did she do two? No, she did one. Uh, no, ca uh, Candy carried Ace by herself, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah, did. yeah. She did. So she did one baby for her. She had a whole second baby. Yeah. Whole third. Uh -huh. So, um, and that wasn't her first rodeo. So she, I don't know how many babies she was a surrogate for. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of scary. I was like, dang. Was yeah. If I would have had kids earlier, I could see myself. Like being, a being a surrogate. Yeah. If I would have had like kids in like my twenties, mm -hmm. like when I hit my late twenties, thirties, I could have I could have done that. I said I would I would have done it too, but I don't know if I would have been able to just part ways with the, with the baby. I know I could part. That's the only thing with me. Like I I love being pregnant though. Like, yeah. I love being pregnant, but I think with just just having that type of bond with the baby, like being inside and like I don't know. Yeah, I you know what? I used to feel that way. Mm -hmm. But now after three, you're like, take it. That's why you that third one. That's why you say if you would have had your kids first. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would agree with that. I think I think that too. If I like if if a friend or somebody wanted me to carry their baby now, I probably could do it and give it back. Yeah, because I don't want no more kids. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not a friend. I... Maybe not a friend. Because then I would still see the baby and I'd be like, oh. you know, you was in my womb. <laughs> <laughs> mama, why she always say that her baby? I'm your TT mama. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna move on to our topic for the day. Yes. Um, and we kind of touched on some things that kind of coincide with this, but today we wanted to talk about ways that we can um, cope with overstimulation as mothers. Yes. So we all know. There's a lot going on with your mom. Like, there's a lot from the time you get pregnant. Mm. And then, like, that's when it all gets started. And so, you know, just through the whole process of pregnancy, once the baby comes, the hormones. then hormones, and then you have multiple children running a household, running a business, mm -hmm. going through the different stages of life with your child. Mm -hmm. um, all these things are happening happening simultaneously right and um just with our day-to-day -day task um and dealing with work dealing with the children with their schools uh with doctor's appointments oh, with trying to sorry <laughs> with trying, right it's like y'all <laughs> with trying to entertain them and listen to their million stories okay uh, and my it's child me. talks a lot. Like that was another moment I could have said when I went to my son's school uh, for Valentine's Day. I was kind of like talking to some of the lunch ladies, and they were like, "Cause we're standing out there uh, watching the kids eat lunch or whatever." Mm -hmm. And so they're like, "Oh, which one is yours?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's my, you know, my son right there." And they're like, "Oh, he's so sweet. He's so helpful, but he talks a lot. <laughs> like he does not stop talking." I said, "Who are you telling?" <laughs> the only time I get a break is when he's here with y'all or when he's sleep. Mm -hmm. So, who are you telling? So um, he gonna run a debate team, okay? Child, something okay because he literally 
he literally does not stop talking. And he's so good, he's a good communicator. He's a very good communicator. And I love that about him. And so I tried to encourage it. But also I can become overstimulated because it's a lot. It's a lot going on all at once. And so today we kind of just want to talk about some tools and tips that we can use mm. to help us with coping with this. So if you are one of those moms who find yourself getting overstimulated, leave us a comment below and let us know what you guys do um, to cope with that. And if you don't know what we're talking about, sometimes overstimulation can look like irritation, mm. uh, you know, snapping for no reason. Stressed for no reason. Stressed. You don't even know where the stress is coming from. You don't from. even know. Uh, or you know what? I how I realized I was overstimulated, mm -hmm. and I thought I was the only one. But um, I started seeing it more and more on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Is when your husband comes home, and he want to give you a hug. Yeah, and you're like, in, in your head, sometimes you don't say it out loud. You sometimes don't say it out loud. Sometimes, sometimes you don't. yeah. And I'm already not a touchy-feely person. Mm -hmm. I'm not a touch. Touch is not my love language. It is mine, but sometimes I just still don't be wanting to be touched because I've been touched all day. All day. Especially when you have a toddler. And my son, he just, my three-year-old, he just has to be touching you at all times. Like, if he's playing, like, he'll, he'll reach over and put his little toes on you. Or like some part, if he's sitting in your vicinity, some part of his body has to be touching you. And I don't mind it because physical touch is one of my love languages. Yeah. But when I'm overstimulated, yeah, mm -mm. like if it's been constant all day long. So like we said, it can look, come in the form of stress, yeah. easy, being easily irritated, um, just pure exhaustion. Yeah. Um, you know, just the smallest thing could just set you over the top. And a lot of times you don't even realize when it's happening. Yeah. So coming up with some of these tools is going to help you to, I mean, um, some of these tools are going to help you to be able to identify mm -hmm. when you are overstimulated. Because exactly. if you can identify it when it's happening, yeah. you can do better. Because what we don't want to do is lash out on our kids, yeah. take it out on our husbands, um, take it out on ourselves mm. by overeating or um, pouring too much wine, pouring too much wine at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> like, you know, two o'clock, five o'clock, eight o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever, whatever time it is. <laughs> <laughs> so we just want to help, you know, help each other out in this area because it is something that is very common. Right. You are not alone. If you are feeling this way, um, I was going to write down the the uh, points of how to um, identify when you're overstimulated, mm. but we might have to add that at the end or um, in another segment because yeah, we're recording on my device right now. Let's but um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's different. There's several ways that you can identify it. So we'll we'll keep you guys updated with that. But we'll, right now, we're just gonna let y'all know the tips. Okay. Yes. Ready? Yes. Let's get into these tips. So the first thing that you can do is schedule less things in a day. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we are cramming. Okay. We have so much to do in a day where you know, depending on how many kids you have, you can have so many appointments. You have to drop off at multiple locations. Mm -hmm pick up at different times. Mm. Um, so just trying to get your schedule alone can be a lot. So then on top of that, you add in work. Mm. 
you add in um, other people's agendas. Like if you have to go help out a family member or a friend, or we have to go grocery shopping, you know, all these things are happening constantly. Yes. So what we add to that plate, we have to be careful. Exactly. Because it, that's why it's helpful to kind of like write out your schedule because you need to see what's going on in that day. You don't want to, I know for myself, sometimes I'm like, you know, we talked about before, like putting ourselves in the calendar, yeah. making sure we're prioritizing ourselves this year. So even if I have 50 things to do in that week for my family, I'm still trying to cram in my stuff because I committed to that. Right. Right. But then I get overstimulated <laughs> because, okay, well, what takes priority this week? Well, the kids, they have to have these doctor's appointments. I've been waiting for months for these appointments. They have to eat lunch. They have to eat. You know, we have to do X, Y, and Z. So on those heavy load days, just don't schedule no extra stuff. Yeah. Try, try to get yourself a little break. And to add to that, even when we make our schedule, put less on our schedule, we have to make sure that we don't over multitask. Mm-hmm. This is something I do. Right. Well, we were writing it down. She was like, what do you mean don't multitask? Yeah, I'm looking at the tips like, we got to multitask. Right. But we can't over multitask. Right. A prime example. Mm-hmm. I was making chicken, seasoning chicken, mm-hmm. making waffles, washing a load of clothes, mm-hmm. getting the shower ready. Mm-mm. And the and one kid doing homework. It's a lot. That's over. That's over multitasking. But for people <laughs> listening, you're probably like, that's a typical night. That's a typical right. evening in our household. And I get it because I do the same thing. Yeah. Especially on weeks where you're on your own. Yeah. Like you know, on those weeks where our both of our husbands travel for work. Yeah. Hers more than mine. But on those weeks when you have the kids by yourself, you do. You got to put dinner on. You got to get the homework done. You got to get them in the bath. And you try to get it all done by 8.30 or 8 o'clock, whatever your mm-hmm. kid's bedtime is. And so what I've learned to do is my oldest knows how to turn on the shower. Mm-hmm. So the oldest, you go turn on the shower. Yeah. And the washing the clothes just has to wait till they go to bed. Right. And focus on just making the dinner. Right. Because you don't want to burn the house down. Because uh, the episode ago, I almost did that. And then oh. <laughs> I was watching a video today and they said the most common ways to have your house burned down is from your kitchen um, stove. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness, I just put out a fire in my kitchen stove. Yeah. Scary stuff. Yeah. So we have to really be careful with that because also sometimes when you're over multitasking, yeah. you don't really get anything done. That part, or, or it gets half done. Yeah. Or like the other day, I was over um, multitasking, and then I burnt the waffles. Yeah. And then you have to what? Redo do it, again. it. Yeah. So sometimes it's better to just take your time, do one thing at a time. Exactly. Do what makes sense for you. Like, like Nicole was saying, like, why do I have to wash the clothes right now? Why can't I wash it when they in the bed? Like, you know. And we do try to do things like that because we want to try to get it all done so that we can move on to the next thing. No, we, we try to do it all at once so that when they go to sleep, we, we can chill. just chill <laughs> and drink wine. <laughs> right, that part. Or move on to the next thing, too. Like, yeah, like, the next hey. thing, yeah. And the next thing is sit on the couch and drink wine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But um, 
yeah, we we have to do better with that. We have to I, I know I definitely need to do better with that. Yeah. Same because way. I will I will definitely try to do five things at once. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about, okay, if I get it all done now, I could be free by nine o'clock. Yeah. And then I have more time to like do what I need to do. Create content. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Create content, edit, like, you know, yeah. like the things that that we need to do, but that's also like fulfilling for us. Yeah, that part. So that's a good one. Yeah. Don't over multitask, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Another and, one. And lessen your schedule. Yeah. Another one, um, something that we kind of like talk about um, within like self-care, but scheduling in some quiet time. Oh. And not just the bathroom. Yeah. But think about it. How much quiet time do you really have? Because even if when we go to the bathroom, try to hide in the bathroom, we on our phone. So like just to have quiet time, I remember, I remember there was a day over the summer where I was overstimulated and I literally went to my husband (laughs) and I said, I literally said like, I'm feeling very overstimulated and I don't want to snap on anyone so i'm gonna go outside for a minute and he was like okay sure no problem so i literally went outside to my backyard and mm. laid in the grass <laughs> <laughs> like why is not laying in the grass right <laughs> laying in the grass let quiet the, right <laughs> let the sun hit my face get some vitamin d and 20 minutes later i felt better because i just needed to be quiet I need to listen to the birds chirp. I need to hear the, feel the sun on my face. I need to just have a moment to myself. I purposefully left my phone inside mm-hmm. and I just had that moment of quiet time. And so I think we do have to be intentional about, intentional about taking those moments, whatever they look like. Yeah. You may not have grass in your backyard, but you can still go and let outside and let the sun hit your face, you know? Yeah intentionally leave your phone where it is um or wherever that looks like for you whatever you know how it fits your lifestyle but also utilize your partner or utilize your friends or your family members someone that can be there for you to give you that quiet time because you know as moms we make excuses not to take care of ourselves yeah so we always talk about the million and one things that we have to do which is true we we, there's always something to do i was thinking about that today like there's literally always something to do i was talking to my friend about how tired i was because my son decided that he wants to be up kiki ken at 3 30 this morning So I was talking about how tired I was. And she was like, well, the kids are at school. Why don't you just take a nap? I'm like, take a nap? Take a nap. Girl, I got so much stuff to do. Just because (laughs) the kids are at school don't mean I got stuff to do. Because once they get home from school, you don't want to have those things to do. And on top of everything else, taking care of them. Like, no, when they're at school, that's when I can get the most done. If I take a nap, I lose the day. Yeah. And so um, then I don't have the night. Right. And that's what's most important. Yes. Women we'll settle sleep for that every night. <laughs> so funny. it's funny because my son said that too. He was like, Mom, are because he because I was like, I'm so tired. And he was like, Are you tired because you stayed up watching TV last night? And I said, No. I'm tired because after I stayed up watching TV last night and went to bed at the time that I intended on going to bed, your brother woke me up. Oh. So there's that. But um, yeah, just finding that time, like wherever it looks like, wherever you can, even if it's 
also sometimes I like to do is like when you get home from the grocery store, mm-hmm. just sit in the car for a little bit. And just sit. Just sit there. Like if the kids are with you, let the kids in the house and just sit in the car. <laughs> like I love doing that. It's dangerous because I've fallen asleep doing that. It is. <laughs> I fell asleep with a gas station one time. Oh no, that's that dangerous. Dangerous. Okay, make sure you're in that in the garage with the with the garage closed. With the car off. And the car off. Oh Lord, please turn the car off. Don't listen to us. And be safe. <laughs> okay, yeah, don't listen to us. Never mind. Do what you need to do. <laughs> but whatever you do, do not feel bad about taking your quiet time because exactly. it's gonna improve the quality of life for yourself, your children, your husband, everybody attached to you. Exactly. Just do it. Now, this next tip is not something I would have ever expected that I would need. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know about you, Kendra, but when your kids are little, you just want to snuggle and snuggle and hold them and just, you know. Cheat to cheat. Yeah, cheat to cheat. Take a nap. Uh Skin to skin. (laughs) You're just always just like, they just smell. You just And then as they get older, that's what they're used to. Right. It's just touching you, holding your hand. Right. But that is an easy way to get overstimulated, yeah. especially as they get older and you have yeah. multiple children. Uh-huh. And so one of the tips is to have a touch break. Yeah. Say, hey, guys, right now we're having a touch break. Yeah, or name it whatever you want to name it. Let's keep our hands to ourselves. Mommy needs a break. Mommy needs a break. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because I have noticed, like, even with my one-year-old, now that she's a little bit more independent, Mm -hmm. with her not, like, always attached to me, it Mm -hmm. gives me a break and a sense of, like, okay, I can take a break. Yeah. And then... um, my middle child is very, very like huggy, yeah, like wants affectionate, to, very affectionate, mm-hmm. and so I've had to balance it out because I don't want her to think like not to hug me, right? Or, you right. Know? You don't want to turn that off for her, right? I don't want to turn that off for her, so I'm trying to like balance it off. Be mm-hmm. like, okay, mommy just needs a break, no right. touching right now, mm-hmm. and I think that's definitely a tip that I'm going to take into my own real life. Yeah, for sure, because it is a lot, and you know the tapping, oh. Tiny. I had to tell my six-year-old. He doesn't really do that much anymore, but when he was younger, he wouldn't call my name. He would just... If I'm on the phone, if I'm doing something, he would just constantly tap me, and I'm like, please! <laughs> you know, you get overstimulated. You try to finish your phone call, you're like, okay, stop it. Yeah. Okay, stop it. Okay, one minute. Yeah. Please! <laughs> please! <laughs> I'm to yourself! Stop! <laughs> and like, Sorry for all the ear pod. Yeah, right, sorry. Um, but yeah, you get those moments where yeah. you're just like, you're trying to hold it in. You're trying to not be, you know, you don't want to turn them off from being affectionate with you and you want to encourage it. You want to engage with your kids. But on those days, it's okay to say, mommy needs a little break. Yeah. You know, um, or you could call it a touch break or whatever you feel comfortable saying, you know, yeah. to your kids, but you know. It's also good. I was talking to someone about this the other day. It's good to explain things to your kids because when they can understand where you're coming from, they're more likely to participate in whatever you're asking them to do. So for me, I would just say, you know, we've been touching a lot today. 
Um, and mommy just needs just a little break. You know, I, I love your hugs. I love when we sit next to each other, but mommy just need a little bit of a touch break and I'll let you know when my break is over. And sometimes when I need a touch break, um, I just give them an activity to do. We're yeah. like, oh, like, oh, okay, let's have one big hug, a high five. Yep. And now we're going to do this activity where you are over here. That's a good idea. Let's color. Yeah, that's a really good idea because some kids are, they won't understand. Yeah. Or they're very sensitive, so they'll take it personally. Right. Like, mommy doesn't want her to want me to touch her. <laughs> like, that's something that kid would say. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? But I have noticed that when... I needed that type of break. Mm -hmm. I give them an activity to do. That's a really good tip. That's a really good tip because we don't want them to think that we don't, we love them any less or yeah. whatever, but we also have to take care of ourselves because if you don't let your kids know what's going on with you and then they keep touching you or crawling all over you and then you flip, then that's just that's traumatizing. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is the whole point of figuring out these ways to help um help ourselves cope and kind of like come down mm -hmm. because um we don't want to do something that we can't take back yeah and that's a serious thing because i was talking to someone not that long ago mm -hmm. and they were saying how um their mom had flipped one time mm -hmm. and now looking back the mom flipped and it was really on the dad, mm. but the child took it as the mom flipped on them. It's like, it's their fault. And from that moment on, it changed the whole course of their relationship with the parent. Yeah. And I was like, that's so scary. Cause as a parent, you're really trying to do your best. You yeah. think that one flip or one spaz could, yeah. you know, change the yeah. child's mind about the relationship that they see with the parent. Well, that's just like, that's a really good point though, because, by utilizing these tools and things that we talk about, we are preventing childhood trauma. Like, kid, we are. But that was no, deep. That was deep. That was, that deep. was deep. That was like, deep. I'm like so serious because no. if we take into account, like, think about it. But our yeah, parents it, it did not have these. Our parents didn't have these tools. Right now, we have these tools at our fingertips to literally, and we have the research behind. We it. have the resources, the research. We have tapped in with ourselves to figure out what our childhood traumas were or are so that we don't carry it on with our children. So you can literally prevent certain childhood traumas yeah. by literally listening to our podcast and other <laughs> and other resources that are just educating us ourselves. Yeah. Like I literally was talking to one of um one of the youths at our church who is now an adult getting married has children of their or a child of their own just about different parenting like advice they were you know talking to us about and um just kind of imparting some wisdom and things on them and just letting them know that there's different ways to do things than how we were raised right because that's what we're learning and yeah. although we know that we came out good certain practices we don't have to adopt but certain practices we do want to adopt, you know? Right. And so we're just kind of gathering information and tools so that we can just try to create a better environment for our kids. Things are going to happen. Kids are going to have, we're all going to have a little trauma, yeah. you know? Yeah. But there's certain things that we can prevent by taking in this stuff. Right. So I wasn't trying to be dramatic, but like, for it real. Does. Yeah. You know. Like, it's like for real. real. No, like, you is. really can't prevent certain traumas by 
having self-control. Yeah. Cause that's what, that's what it really comes down to. This is, this is like helping us to regulate ourselves. Yes. It was just a little epiphany, okay? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's my turn. It's my turn. So the thing, um, something that's very helpful when you're overstimulated, right? Uh And you can feel it coming on like, oh my goodness. Okay, listen, these kids got to sit. We got to get this together. I'm starting to get irritable. I'm starting to get irritated, right? Right. It's okay to use technology, yeah. Like it's okay for them to sit and watch the tablet. In our opinion. In our opinion. I also was um watching the psychologist on YouTube mm-hmm. and he was saying, um, technology is a such a great tool. Right. And it's all about what your child is watching. Mm-hmm. And it, how long. Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, you don't want your child on there all day. Right. But you can take a break. Mm-hmm. And they can watch something educational. Yeah. And a lot of times these things that are educational, they the kids can't even tell that it's educational. Right. It's fun. Especially for the younger kids. Like, they don't even see it as being something educational. They just see it as something fun. Right. right exactly. So, it's okay to take a break and say, hey, you know what? We're going to have a little tablet time. Right. <laughs> That's no, what we call it real. at my house. We no. call it tablet time. For real. <laughs> and... You do that for a second while I have my own tablet. <laughs> right. Well, because you have to utilize your resources too. Because yeah. the reality of the situation is everybody doesn't have a partner. Everybody doesn't yeah. have someone that they can call on to come in and step in and intervene. Yeah. So you got to utilize your resources. If your child needs to be entertained while you take a mental health break. Yeah. That's what it really is. Yeah. Because if it's going to be your child getting 30 minutes of screen time or you flipping out, what you gonna do? And and if you're not okay with screen time, like a tablet, mm-hmm. um, when my husband watches the kids and he gets overstimulated and I'm out somewhere drinking wine, <laughs> he turns on a movie. Yeah, you can do a movie. He'd be like, all right guys, it's movie time. Get yeah. the popcorn, he'll like, I'll get that popcorn. So they sit down and they watch a movie. So every yeah. time I go somewhere and that's, rare that I go somewhere but when I do <laughs> he's like oh we got a movie <laughs> and you know what else you can do if you're just completely against technology yeah you can create activity boxes oh, so yeah. you can do like sensory bins you can mm. do um you know things that they can do individually mm. um and that's going to be safe that gives you a moment so whatever that looks like with your you know style of parenting then do that like i think it's cool to have something that um your kids can look forward to so always keep something that they don't always have access to that way you can pull it out when you need it so that's how i try to use the tablet so Mm -hmm. um if i know that we're gonna have a long day out and about and i need my kids to you know, be engaged or I need them to, you know, have some personal time, whatever. I withheld, withhold the, oh, the tablet, the ni- Nintendo Switch. I withhold all that stuff until I need it. Yeah. So, I that too. Yeah. Especially on a long drive, I withhold, withhold it, it. All of it until I need it. And then when you need it, whip that thing out and let them have at it because you just, we just got to 
we just got to utilize the resources that we have. So, like I said, if you're completely against technology, just find, figure out what works for you. Sensory events, activity boxes, activity boards, uh, whatever works for your family. I think movies are great um, because they're normally at least a couple of hours. And then you can have a conversation about it afterwards. No, no, no. They fall asleep. Girl, I'm talking to the people who are like... <laughs> the kids fall asleep. Right. <laughs> No, but you're right. OG with it. Yeah. I'm talking to the people who are like completely against screen time. If you just have to make it educational and make yourself feel better, yeah, you can talk about it afterwards to get you know work on their comprehension skills. We always do that just because our son is a talker, so he always wants to talk about the movie afterwards. <laughs> so another one that I have was journaling. You can journal in the morning, you can journal in the evening, but journaling helps you with your awareness. You can, you can write, if you can write down how your day went, how you were feeling, there's also guided journals that you can get to, and they ask you questions like, mm. what were you feeling today? What emotions did you have? Um, was there anything significant that happened in this day that caused you to be overstimulated or whatever? Um you can use those tools to kind of like write down your thoughts and so that you can see visually like where your mind was mm. or um, how your day kind of like went about. Um, I utilize journaling um, when I'm stressed mm. so that I can see where my stress is coming from. Mm. I probably should do it all the time, <laughs> but I'm just being honest. <laughs> so if I'm feeling stressed or overstimulated, I start to journal because I need to figure out like where's the source of this, where is it coming from, yeah. so that I can like deal with it. Um, and it just gives you like a realistic output on like what's happening. So and I do the I'll just write a lot if I'm if I'm overstimulated and I have too many ideas in my head. So I'm yeah. the kind of person that just has too many ideas. Yeah. And I just have to sit down and write down each idea, Get the breakdown out. of how I would do it, if I would even do it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm able to go to sleep. I do that a lot too. That's why I do like journaling at yeah. night. Get all your thoughts out on paper. Then you sleep better. Sleep way better. Sleep way better. Especially with the ideas because that's when yeah. I'm get most of my ideas is at night. And so yeah. I'll literally be laying down my eyes closed and then I'm like, ooh, and then I want to Google it. Yeah. I want to start the research process. I want to like do all those things. So carving out a little bit of time before you lay down to kind of like get all that stuff out. Yeah. Good. That's a game changer. Mm -hmm. Game changer. Game changer. What else got? Um we've talked about this before, but being proactive with self-care, like mm -hmm. putting it, writing it into your schedule so that you don't get to a point where you're like, I need it. Like, yeah. I, you know, like I'm at my wits end. Yeah. Like I, I got to get a, <laughs> a massage today. Today. But you it, ain't got time. No, no time. So being proactive with your self-care and something we've talked about even today is self-care for everyone looks a little different. Mm -hmm. um, something I've had to readjust is, thinking like for me, I was like, okay, self-care, I'm going to go get my nails done. But then when I go get my nails done, I'm not, I don't want to be there. You can't relax. I can't relax. So I'm like, okay, only just my feet or, you know, something yeah. like that. Like what part of this is relaxing to right. me? Right. Yeah. Or like go to massage envy once a quarter or, mm -hmm. you know, just stuff like that. Like yeah. what is self-care to me that's not work related? And sometimes um, I feel like because we enjoy making content, everything becomes content. Yes. And so the past year I've gotten really good at like, okay, I do 
lots of things that I do not show on social media mm-hmm. or like there's lots of times I'll go to Legoland and nobody knows. Like, right. Then there's sometimes that I record the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, and just being okay with like not turning everything into content and yes. just in, enjoying. Right. I've had to do self-care. that because my phone is full of content. content. <laughs> and I've kind of like took that on too. Where I'm like, I don't have to record everything. Like this weekend, I didn't record anything. I'm like, this is not, I'm not here for leisure, right. you know? And I did do a couple of like story clips or whatever, but um, I'm like, girl, you got so much content in your phone. If you don't repurpose that stuff yeah. and stop recording, you don't have no space in your phone anyway. <laughs> So, definitely, for sure. Yeah. Um, Another one is, I'll just combine these two because we're almost done. Um, Playing music in the house, Mm. that's something that is calming, white noise, uh, or something that's calming and relaxing. Like, if the kids are going haywire and it's too much going on all at one time, just kind of, like, soothe the space. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. I thought about that. Yeah, like... Put your um, what I like to do to calm my kids down. Get your little lavender, <laughs> put it in your diffuser, oh. and just play relaxing music. Like, okay, no TV. Turn all the TVs off, all the devices off. You're gonna have blocks. You're gonna have a puzzle, and we're gonna play relaxing music. The teachers do it in the classroom all the time, yeah. and it just kind of like helps bring down the mood. And, like, allow everyone to relax because the kids get overstimulated, too. They like to have so many things going on at one time, and they don't even realize how noisy it is. And it's like, let's just calm the space. Yeah. Let's clear it out. Let's put, you know, for me, when, I need, when I'm feeling overstimulated as well, I have to clean the space. Yeah. So if it gets too chaotic in the home and we have toys everywhere, we got mm. books, we got this and that, I, I start to clean up. Or I'll have Kendon start to clean up some stuff. And, um, you know, let's move on to the next activity. But let's not have everything out. Right. Like, let's clean up. Let's reset. Clean things up. Okay, now let's do the specific activity. Calm the space with the music, with essential oils or whatever. And move on from there. Because then you're helping yourself and you're helping the kids. Because they're getting overstimulated. They don't even know what's going on. Yeah, they don't even know. They start getting irritated and sleepy and you know, whatever. The last thing is put down the phone. Oh, put down your phone. Put down your phone. Ooh, that's Social one. media will, is, overstimulate, will yeah. overstimulate you faster than anything else in the world. Yeah. And TikTok I, will get TikTok you TikTok will. Mm. This is what I was about to say. TikTok will. I'm being transparent, y'all. Do not judge me. Sometimes I do TikTok to fall asleep because it just burn you out. Yeah, but you know what I will do? I'll be in the laundry room like, or walking around with my phone like this, watching TikToks, picking stuff up, like, because it got, it done got good. I'm on a roll. And I have to get stuff done. So I'm multitasking. I'm being overstimulated by the uh, phone. Mm -hmm. And it's just too much. And once I realize that's what I'm doing, I want to throw the phone. Because it's causing you to get overstimulated. Yes. Yes. And so it's just like, we've gotten so used to doing multiple things at once and I've even noticed it in like my son he'll like he'll go get his tablet or not his tablet his Nintendo Switch and like try to watch TV at the same time I'm like no (laughs) 
turn the TV. If you're going to play the Switch, turn the TV off and play yeah. the Switch. If you're going to watch a movie, turn the Switch off and watch the movie. Like, right. we don't need to be doing the same thing at the same time, even for myself, because I notice when we're watching TV, I always have my phone mm-hmm. scrolling on the phone. So what do I do now? I try to go put the phone on the charger. But also, in, my, in our multitasking, I'm over here editing or putting a reel together yeah. while I'm like watching TV. Right. But it's like, you don't miss half the thing. I'll be asking my husband, what happened? What he do? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of husbands, it's okay to have these conversations. I took, I feel like with your spouse. Yeah. It's important. And when we first had our first child, I didn't realize I was overstimulated. Yeah. Like I didn't realize it, but now to have the words to be yeah. able to say, Hey, you know, at the end of the day, it's been a lot, especially like back in the day, I would go to the office with coworkers mm-hmm. and a newborn. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I think I didn't say, I didn't use the word overstimulated, but um, earlier this evening when I was getting ready to come here, I'm like going over in my head, like, what are we going to talk about today? Trying to remember my mama, my moment, trying to like, just, it was so many things going on in my head at once. Yeah. My husband and I had just had a conversation. I asked him for some information about something. He went in the room and came back and was um, asked a follow-up question about what we were just talking about. I'm like, do you know that thought left my mind when you left the room? I don't know what you're talking about. So he came right back in and was like, oh, such as this is that. I'm like, what you talking about? And then he's like, da 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 da. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I have so much stuff going on in my head right now. Can yeah. you remind me of what we were just talking about? Because it's not correlating. Yeah. It's like whoop, in one ear, out the other. Because I, I felt myself getting irritated at the fact that he wasn't clear about what situation he was talking about. Mm. Because we did talk about three different things. Yeah. And I found myself like get irritated. But I'm like, it's not his fault. It's my fault. Because yeah. I have, not necessarily my fault, but yeah. I have a lot going on in my head. He doesn't know that. Right. So I, I communicated that to him. I said, I am so sorry, babe. I got so much stuff going on in my head. Yeah. Can you just remind me of which situation we're talking about? <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, so it's like, it's all yeah. about how you like. How, how you, you say, say it. it. Yeah. And how you communicate it. And I feel like they appreciate that too. Yeah. Yeah. He did for sure. Yeah. Yes. So we hope you guys enjoyed these tips and utilize them because we sure will. Yes. I feel like we need to write them down, print them out, put them on the refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you guys so much for listening slash watching. If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure you guys leave us a comment below. Let us know what you think. If you guys have any additional tips or tools that can help out the mamas in the community, go ahead and drop that below and we will see you guys next week. Um, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at somebody's mama pod. Yes. We did start a TikTok at somebody's mama pod. You guys can go ahead and follow us there, even though we don't have nothing on there yet. Just follow us. We will. We will. Um, on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can listen, we are here. And we thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.